0: Starting this soon on Joy news, we connect you to the rest of the continent on Connect Africa with me, Blessed Suga, the issue about loss and damage reparations. Uh, how is the West receiving such a call from especially? African leaders. You know, the losses are actually being borne by African countries. I will be here live from the Join News Studio speaking to our affiliates and correspondents from across Africa with news, analysis, interviews, and conversations from the rest of the continent. If you look at successive opinion polls, right. Pita seems to be leading. So the question is if the security, insecurity causes
1: a low voter turnout, would it impact on the fortunes of the candidate? Join us on Connect Africa on the Join News Channel.
2: Good afternoon. Welcome to the marketplace. Coming up, a delegation from the Ministry of Roads and Highways meets with tanker drivers who are on strike for a second day to protest bad roads. Time is running out as the country could face fuel shortage by tomorrow Wednesday if the drivers don't back down on the strike. they sent delegates
3: to come to speak to us. So we are waiting to see what they have. So as we speak, we are giving them seats at our office. So, we'll hear what they have for us and we'll tell them
2: what we also have for them and we'll tell them what we need and we'll see the way forward. Ghana's International Monetary Fund program will not be suspended despite higher than budgeted expenditure, we'll hear from Fish Solutions. And in less than 24 hours, eight or other festivities will begin. We'll take you to Techiman, where trade, livestock traders say patronage is poor
0: the
4: market is terrible this year because the animals we used to sell is now 2000
2: my name is darryl Kwan. details coming up do stay tuned Thanks for staying with us. It's day two of a strike called by the Ghana National Petroleum Tanker Drivers Union over bad roads. The drivers abandoned work yesterday, and it is fair the country could experience fuel shortage beginning tomorrow. A delegation from the roads ministry has met with the union executives, but the drivers say nothing will compel them to resume work until they see visible work being done. Sandy Alabi is vice chairman of the National Petroleum Tanker Drivers Union. We'll hear from him and then one other driver who spoke to Join News.
3: And the strike is still ongoing as you see there's no tank arm loading at any depot. It's, the road is not st- the road is still not fixed. So we are waiting for the authorities to come so that we see how best they'll help us fix the road. But till, until then we are not going to work. As we speak, I mean yesterday they put some latrites there right after your, your protest. Yes, we came today to see that uh, some light rights were put on the road. But it's unfortunate. So all this can be done. For seven years now, until yesterday, and for investigation, there is a TDC who brought their machine to do that portion of the road. And that is just 1% of of the main road, what we want them to do is only 1% of what they've done. So we are still waiting for them to come. Let's see much action on the road. Let's see what exactly they'll they'll do before we call our people to go to work. We are told that um, the Ministry of Roads and Highways will be coming here this morning. How far? Yes, uh, 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 they the sent delegates to come to speak to us, so we are waiting to see what they have. So as we speak, we are giving them seats at our office, so we'll hear what they have for us, and we'll tell them what we also have for them, and we'll tell them what we need,
5: and we'll see the way forward. What we compare us to go to work is that we will see the contractor on site working effectively. And we want assurance from the government that they are going to do the road and make it as fast. So that our depot will look attractive. It's very sad that when we load fuel, supply the the entire nation, the, the road network is very bad. Are we waiting for accident or fatality to happen before our elders or our leaders will come and then solve the issue for us no
3: but today's day too there may be shortage at the fuel pumps and all that
5: yes that's what we want because we want the government to see that yeah we are holding part of the, uh, the name and therefore if anything will bring up them they need to consider it and work on it towards it because we are here to save the country Continue to serve the country whereby people will be a victim. And people will, will die. Of fire and
2: we continue to keep eyes on the fuel tanker driver strike for you. As the OMCs have indicated, uh, there could be a shortage beginning tomorrow, and we don't want that. Well, turning to other news, research and market information firm FACE Solutions says Ghana's international monetary fund program will not be suspended despite a higher than budget expenditure. According to it is assessment of Ghana there is a risk the government will fail to meet its IMF target in 2024 here's more in this business desk report
6: Since the start of this decade total expenditure as a share of the size of the economy increased by an average of 3.0 percentage points during an election year nonetheless Fitch Solutions said a higher than budgeted expenditure is unlikely to lead to a suspension of the IMF program. Therefore, the government would likely meet the IMF targets over the coming months. Indeed, the UK-based firm mentioned that when public expenditure surpassed budgetary allocations in 2016, the IMF Board approved waivers for non-observance of performance criteria and decided to extend the arrangement by one year. As such, an anticipated fiscal spillage in 2024 is unlikely to result in a loss of investor confidence, which in turn would weaken the city and drive up inflation and could lead to greater social unrest.
2: Now, former Vice-Chancellor of the University of Ghana, Professor NSIT IT has questioned the spread between the current deposits and lending rate within the banking sector. According to him, this is as a result of a lack of proper structures within the banking space He's urging the Bank of Ghana to address the persistent challenge that is affecting almost all the sectors of the economy. He was speaking at a book launch titled Central Banking in Ghana and the Governors, Institutional Growth and Economic Development, authored by Ivor Ajimendria.
1: The book recounts the life and challenges of the 14 governors who have directed policies over the past 65 years. It further talks about how the Bank of Ghana Has become a gold standard for inflation targeting, a monetary policy committee with its much awaited monthly press release on the state of the economy. At the launch, Professor Aiti pushed for a more independent central bank.
7: We are today in a world where digital currency is very much um, on a growth path. It's growing in many places. In Africa, we hear about it. Nigeria has taken the lead in trying to understand and regulate it. Other countries are following following a lot more. But there are a number of persistent changes, challenges that we haven't addressed, despite all these improvements over the last 30 years. So today, after more than 30 years of uh, experimenting, we have a situation where the gap between, or the spread between deposit and lending rates remains extremely high. It's something that for over 30 years we've been trying to resolve, we haven't been able to. And it's a reflection of the structure, not simply of the central bank, but of the entire banking system. Why have we failed to address the most obvious and the most different, difficult challenge that our manufacturers face, our farmers face, our service providers face? The widespread between lending and
1: depository. Why, why is it so difficult? It's a structural issue, clearly. Author of the book, Ivo you just delved more into the role of the central bank in fighting counterfeiting.
3: If one read the World Bank report of 58 years ago and what we went through in the last 12 months over expenditure on capital projects, domestic and foreign borrowing, outstanding debt repayments, negative energy economics, low exports and imports ratios,
1: of import covering standing of weeks, they were mostly physical decisions tipping the scale. On this part, first Deputy Governor at the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Maxwell Puka Farris, said discussion on monetary policy and many other contents of the book will provide active and intellectual public discourse on the office, views and assertions.
2: This book, however, does that and will therefore go a long way to fill the gap in the body of knowledge on the economic thinking of the various Governors that have transitioned through the Bank of Ghana. So, on behalf of the Governor, Dr. Addison, let me therefore take this opportunity to express the Bank's appreciation to the author for the vision and efforts put into publishing this book. Undoubtedly, I believe this book will enhance public understanding on the workings of the central bank, particularly the much debated concept of the institutional operational independence
0: and accountability of central banks
1: the book is voluminous but holds attention and is also far from ordinary in terms of its coverage and content James chance reports for joy business
2: now the second edition of the financial economic seminar organized by the financial economic institute africa is set to take place tomorrow 28th of june The seminar is aimed at finding long-term solutions to most of the finance and economic challenges confronting developing economies, including Ghana. The focus of this year's uh, seminar is the impact of social economic policies on trade and industries in developing economies. Uh, One of the main speakers is Deputy Minister of Trade and Industry, Dr. Stephen Amwahi, who joins me in studio to uh, discuss this. I find the theme, and welcome to our studio, So I find the theme of the seminar very interesting, especially at a time where... Industries facing difficulty. Uh, first quarter figures saw a contraction. Explain to us why policies that are put in place are critical in bolstering uh, the performance of industry and, for that matter, trade.
0: Okay, thank you very much for this opportunity. Um, I think um, the economy or performance of every country, any country in the world, cannot be separated from the performance of. Um, the industries and trade—they
3: mm-hmm.
2: have
0: very strong correlation, very strong and positively correlated. Once one is going down, one goes up. And the policies of the authority or any government in the world impact the performance of the industry in that country or trade, especially in the area of monetary policy and in the area of fiscal policies. Mm-hmm. You realize just right now. I was shocked, it's just coincidentally. coincidentally, an actor, a relevant stakeholder, was just alluding to the fact that interest rates are too high and yeah. they're affecting industries. Yeah. This is what we are talking about. Yeah. It's not the doing of the Bank of Ghana or the government or whatever to have the intention of increasing interest rate or not. There are policies to be made. For instance, there's one major fundamental anomaly in managing our monetary policy in Ghana. And as I'm talking to you, even UK, just go and read, it's still creating the same controversy. The use of monetary policy to curtail our inflationary rate. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Mostly, when inflation is going up, authorities raise interest rates to curtail their their inflation by withdrawing money and stabilizing the economy. But where sometimes the anomaly is, is not actually finding the cause of the inflation. Because the cost will determine whether it should go up or down.
2: It yeah. interest. It's interesting to bring this up because uh, the point has been made that the inflation we are experiencing is, is imported. And so uh, trying to target inflation the way the central bank does does not work.
0: Uh, even if they say it's imported and exported, yes, practically if you come down. But the issue, the, the, the actual terminology or the words to use practically is whether it is demand push or cost push. Demand pool is when people have money and they are spending happily, they are excited, and so much circulation. Then you raise interest rate to move the money back and stabilize the economy. But if it is cost push, one of the components or elements of the cost push is what they are talking about. It is from a end. So you cannot necessarily raise interest rate all the time. Once you do that, we call something strategic drift, where you have a strategy but it's rather aggravating your problem. And that is why When interest, in fact, during even the previous region, I had the same encounter, and this region to the same, even here, this table, Mm -hmm. that when inflation was around 17 point, no, 15.7, we had policy rate around 12 point something. We started moving with the intention of curtailing inflationary rate, and inflation rate moved up to about 40. So then it will tell you that, the cost of your inflation is not necessarily as a result of demand, but it's cost push. So once you increase interest rate, which is also another cost variable mm-hmm. in doing business in Ghana, you are aggravating the problem because interest rate is a cost variable. I hope you understand what I'm saying.
2: I understand. That is where the
0: yeah. challenge is. So this seminar is talking about a number of different policies and also address even the, the answer is not the risk factors. That is, companies specific. what the industry players themselves do fundamentally wrong, that they are not doing well. But the concentration would be on government policies. Our integration within the sub-region, what do we do? What are our policies in terms of government priorities in, in reducing expenditure, even at that level, when it comes to fiscal? So it is when the government is able to manage the fiscal policies very well, And manage the monetary policy, I mean, by the government, Bank of Ghana is doing so much because our situation is very peculiar now. The Bank of Ghana is doing well, but we need to review some of the policies and try to change, introduce new paradigm shift. Mm -hmm. And how do the industry players also position themselves to embrace these changes? Other than that, we'll keep on financing the industry, we'll keep on doing a whole lot of things, attaining that import driven substitution. It comes as a result of most of these fundamental anomalies because we are importing everything. We are not able to employ people. We don't create our own, you know, a, a entrepreneurial ecosystem that will support businesses or worry us. And that's what we're doing. So it's, a, it's the second edition. We did a maiden edition. We had speakers from Pakistan, Switzerland. This time we're having all Ganyans and one Nigerian professor who happens to be a lecturer here. Mm-hmm. If I head a department... So it's going to be
2: very interesting. I, 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 I can imagine. And you talk about reviewing of some policies. I mean, the IMF program, for instance, has uh, caused government to review s- certain policies. Uh, we've seen tax measures uh, being roped in and all. And for industries, more like a death sentence, uh, how do you manage that situation to ensure that, like you say, uh, industry is thriving and the economy is also doing well?
0: Um, What I was seeing was that I'm not saying industry is thriving economy is doing well. What I said meant what you said, but what I'm trying to say that. When industry does well, when economy does well, economic policies are good and economy does well, industry does well,
2: mm-hmm.
0: or industry does well, if the economy is not doing well, the industry will not do well. That's why I talk about the strong correlation.
2: I didn't get your question clearly. So I'm asking about the IMF program. With the coming in of the IMF program, we, we see that there are some conditionalities with which industry is going to be impacted by. For instance, the new tax measures was a prerequisite. They are saying that that is going to be problematic because you know, the high taxes and all are <coughs> going to Sorry. impact on um, production. And I'm just saying that these are some of the things the government has to uh, um, uh, tackle in coming up with policies as well because they need to get the economy back in shape. So, okay. how do you.
0: Let me explain that to you. Maybe mm-hmm. we don't have enough time, but I want to make it like layman's view. Mm-hmm. And if we have time, do the technical. It's just like your child has convulsion. You know, your child, I mean, unexpectedly started having this convulsion. There are medicines that you can use properly in the long term. And there are decisions and approaches or techniques you can adopt, or even medicines, that in the short term will have to resuscitate the child. Otherwise, the child will die. So when it comes to these policies, World Bank of Ghana and the government themso- itself Things it will help us is that some of the policies we are taking today will not agar well for the industry players as Ghanaians, they will bring harsh but long term. Because if you don't take, probably the economy will collapse entirely. Our fiscal space is messed up, and it's not only Ghana. I don't want, I'm not comparing Ghana to UK, okay. but I make this statement because we depend on the economy because they are a giant economy. The interest rate that the base rate. Has been increased up to about 1800% post COVID. From 0.25, now it's 4.75. Mm-hmm. In fact, just last week, they added 0.25. They added all because of this hardship that we are talking about. Once your fiscal space is messed up, what it brings is your debt to GDP goes up. And if we keep on financing your project with debt, you are destroying the economy. That one day, then we cannot even have light, like water, nothing. What you have to do is to broaden or increase your domestic revenue generation. And that is why-
4: This 4th of July, put on a show for the whole neighborhood. With a yard of vibrant flowers, plants, and vegetables from the Home Depot. Save on a variety of plants for your celebration with red, white, and dew savings. Visit your local garden center and shop three and a half inch burpee, vegetables, and herbs now on special buy, five for $10. Make your summer with red, white, and do savings at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Progressive presents an ad from mom. Oh, you don't see?
6: What does it say here? Bundle your home and auto insurance with Progressive and get protection round the clock. You know what? I'm sorry. I, I think it should be around. <laughs> what are you signaling? Me to stop talking? Oh, all right. I'll stop, I'll stop talking. No. Just kind to of tell me. That's all you get had
7: to round the clock protection when you bundle and save with Progressive. It's easier than getting your mom to make this radio ad. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.
0: As of now, it will not as You like taking a bitter pill, mm-hmm. but I think as a government, I'm not. My program has got nothing to do with politics or government. That's why I'm struggling. But I think if I have to advise the government, I can understand. Yeah. If I have to advise the government, I think we need to strengthen communication. And also strengthening open culture system. Also strengthening participatory approach, where stakeholders will be brought to the level that they can flow with the decision, and they understand that even if it's hard today, where well, we are taking us to, we are happy because we're rather going to give us a long term impact that we can sustain and grow. So I think sometimes the lack of communication also gives advantage to other stakeholders. In my opinion, mm. to also muddy the water sector, people are misinformed and they become jittery and it affects their decision making processes. It introduces habitualness because they think, hey, business are already dying, you're increasing taxes, interest rates are going up, then what's happening to us? So the government of the day should be able to properly engage the stakeholders, iron out these problems, come out with communication that they can flow. And I said, oh, of course it's better. Of course I'm getting nausea or something, but it's going to heal me in the long term and give me probably the the, the stability and the growth that I need rather than if we don't do it today, probably one day we are going to go entirely out of business. This is what the government has to do. But apart from that, our seminar is geared towards handling most of the fundamentals that are wrong in terms of even our policies as a country, Mm -hmm. in terms of behaviors of various actors, along the value chain as a country, and how we can create the needed relationship, we can harmonize the relationship properly between the economic policies and the industry or trading activities in Ghana, so that importing almost everything, Ghanaian businesses not growing organically, always import even common juice, common juice, I mean oil, which,
2: which is very sad.
0: How many domestically-owned companies are thriving after independence. How many of them? Ask. How many of them? Just ask yourselves. And even go and sample the millionaires in Ghana. How many of them grew their businesses fundamentally from scratch, build value chains, operations? They understand profitability. They have good structures. How many of them? Individuals. Mostly, it's contracts. Major days had advantage. Once upon a time, they were leading certain market nation or industrial segment, and that they had control. But building businesses is because two things: systematic risk factors, that's the bigger risk factors in mm-hmm. terms of our general economy, market issues, and two, I mean, unsystematic, which is the specific. So we want to start. Last year, I brought this anomaly. Bank of Ghana, they are aware. I think the government is aware. stakeholders are aware that under no circumstance should any government on this earth borrow on its domestic market at a higher rate than the banks. It's not done anywhere. Mm. All the formulas in the world, from Sharp, all of them, Ross, Demin and Hanan, all the formulas we used to calculate these things, they are not applicable in Ghana because the risk-free gives you higher returns than the risky assets. Okay, So these are the fundamentals.
2: and Another thing that we saw. I to have so many questions ask to ask you. but well, let's sure. talk about the seminar in itself, uh, the people that you expect to address the seminar. I know you are going to be one of the main speakers. Who else is going to be there?
0: Uh, we are having uh, Professor um, Adibanji. Um, she is into mathematics and statistics. And, uh, and then we are going to have uh, Commercial Bank MD, Mr. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kofi Atumako. And we are going to have another um, strong woman from, I think, Dutch Embassy. And then we um, will have roundtable discussions where we have one lawyer, um, Lawyer Shela Sechi. And then we have the head of uh, Guta, uh, Ghana Union of Trade, uh, Trade, uh, Uh, Ghana uh, Union
2: of of Traders Association.
0: Association. Then we have one from AGI, Association of Ghana Industry. Industry. So we have strong guys, those from the academia, those from the consultancy level, those from uh, the practical aspect of what we want to do Mm -hmm. to address the public and make sure that we do it annually. It has come to say.
2: Yeah, As and and so it. who can participate? Is it going for free? You know stuff. Oh, it's free.
0: Even registration and on the online and other things. Um, our organizers have done all of them. As I'm talking to you now, we have way over hundred thousand, uh, uh, I would say, Ghanaians or even beyond Ghana who have had opportunity to. Come into contact. I don't know the social media team <laughs> with this, and those who have signed, signed on this on. thing, we have thousands of them. We are targeting basically students, entrepreneurs, investors, business community, researchers, and the general public. The only thing that I'm praying is that anything that comes out of it, that is important, people should take it serious.
2: Yeah, and Authorities
0: and policymakers
2: should take it seriously. Very serious. important. So let's go through the time again and the venue for the seminar.
0: The time is after nine, 9 o'clock We're gonna tomorrow, tomorrow um, at the UPSA. And it's mm-hmm. a holiday, so come around and learn something and because it's, I think it's going to be a ground to do a lot of revelations, a lot of learning together, a lot of sharing ideas. And you, you see, it's going to come out from those who are experienced, mm-hmm. those who can share ideas, and a lot of evaluative techniques. In building strategy, we have three lenses, one, ideas. You want to build strategies, plan different ideas. Then you sit carefully, listen, you see them, you pick good ones, then you develop. Okay. Then the next one is evaluative techniques, using diagrams, theories, models to also solve problems. And the next one is experience. Okay. When experienced people are talking, you can also learn a lot from So everybody should come
2: up. Thank you, Stephen Amad, FT Minister Trade and Industry. I'm sure it's going to be very exciting. We'll be following Oh, by this of group, definitely. <laughs> Thank you for coming in. Uh, it's us. a pleasure.
0: Thank you for having me on your side.
2: You're welcome always. Thank you. Now, with less than 24 hours to Edo Adha celebrations, livestock uh, traders in Techiman have lamented what they describe as low patronage. According to the traders, the situation is largely due to the nation's current uh, economic situation, as most prospective customers only inquire about the cost and a few turn up to buy. Now, correspondent Anasabid has been speaking with some of them and comes to with this report.
4: With less than 24 hours to the Edo Adha. Uh, we are here at the Techman Sheep and Goat Markets to uh, interact with buyers and sellers of these animals that are used for sacrificial purposes by Muslims across the world. We want to gauge the prices and the situation whether uh, these uh, sellers are able to rake in, you know, profits once the festivities is here. Let's in- get interactive with them, asking whether the, the animals are being bought or not before.
3: The, festival.
0: the
4: market is terrible this year because, thousand because thousand the animals we used to sell now 2,000.
0: Two this
4: is because the farmers <inaudible> and
5: chemicals
3: used by farmers <inaudible> <not to> <inaudible> <play> <inaudible> The, the owners
4: we were sold for one million cities a year ago is 3500 today, 3500
5: 000.
0: 000
5: to 3,500 cities or 4,000. We are very expensive and that's making life difficult for us. Take a look at the animals here. The buyers are
4: not coming because they don't have money. Even what to eat is a challenge. We are hoping that
5: the situation will change by this year. A year ago, most of these sellers
4: here at the Techiman Sheep and Goat Market, uh, you know, attributed the high cost of animals to the rise in the prices of Sifa. This time round, the prices of Sifa is normal. However, the price of these animals is still on the rise these sellers are alleging that farmers who are into uh, you know these animals are saying that the high cost of you know medicines for these animals is largely to blame for the high cost of their prices in the market today
2: And that's I've been bringing this that report. report, uh, that's the Marketplace. Thanks for watching, everyone. More news on our website, myjoinline.com for a slash business. Uh, our top story, the bulk oil distributors demand quick resolution of tanker drivers' concerns or vet fuel shortage. You can read more about that, myjoinline.com for slash business. Thanks for watching. We will be back same time tomorrow.